Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to uh, an earlier than usual True Blue podcast. Uh, we felt we felt we needed to react after what happened at the weekend at Kidderminster Harriers with the FA Cup defeat and abysmal, humiliating exit at the hands of a lower league team. Uh, and Dave Powell, our Chester FC reporter, is with me today. It's just the two of us again. But really, we needed to address this, didn't we? You know, you could see the, the fans, how angry they were on Saturday. And you've done a piece today that has really struck a chord with the supporters. You've seen a lot of defeats in the past, seen a lot of wins in the past. Why did you feel compelled you know, to, to go out on a limb and write that today? It's hard to remember um, at the end of a game where fans have stayed in good number to, to vent their frustration at the players. You know, we've had it in the past whereby we've had, we've had many unscrupulous owners. You know, we've had Stephen Vaughan, Terry Smith and, and Eric Barnes, Mark Gutterman, you know, and it... it Fans demonstrating their voice their opinions against ownership and, and the people in charge of the club a lot of the time that happens. But um, the players itself to stay behind and, and really kind of make your feelings known to the players. I mean, and it was fully warranted as well, Paul. I mean, I can't, I can't stress how poor Saturday was. It was abysmal. It was utterly, utterly abysmal. Um, and the second, it wasn't even case of just second best and just out four. It was just. There was nothing. It was absolutely spineless performance, and and you know, I mean, it's probably the first first time we were saying this morning for a long time. A lot of these players have had to come in for some criticism, um, but rightly so. You know, it was there was there was no positives to glean from it. You know, it was just just nothing. And I just left the ground thinking, this is me, someone who's, I mean, a, a part of the press. So you know, I don't have to fork out the good yeah. money, harder money that the fans do, and get on the coach and and. I don't have to, I don't have to do that yet. Still, I felt irked, you know, and it was um, it was just nothing about it. And it was just so limp, and for a game which was not just so important for the fans, it was so important for the football club. I mean, we spoke at length last week about how an FA Cup run can change change a football club for for years to come, but there was just just nothing, and it just felt very much like rock bottom. Um, it felt like that was it, and I I can't envisage how a performance can get any worse than, than it was on Saturday. Do you think it's quite interesting? Because for the first time I've seen, it's probably in the last 18 months or so, the players are really coming in for stick now, aren't they? You know, yep. I think John McCarthy, in many respects, shielded him from it because he never blamed him, even though when there were probably times he should have been blamed, and he was the one who took it all on. And ultimately, that's what a manager's got to do. But do you think this is kind of new ground for the players in many respects? Probably is. You know, It's probably the first time some of them have really... Kind of felt felt that I mean because it wasn't just not usually in, in most teams you get a couple of players who who fans don't particularly take to and they get you know they get a few cat calls from the stands during the games but it's seldom that you're going to get fans staying behind and that's the, the thing I mean it's not just a case of you're not talking one or two players here who, who simply went up to the mark on Saturday the I'm, I'm loath to give anyone credit for Saturday because you win and lose as a team you know and it's, if if you if you want to take the plaudits when you have great games. And great performances, fine. You want to like and share and do this, that, and the other, and, and your Twitter and everything. Be prepared when fans aren't happy, you know. And 
this was very much it felt very much like a tipping point and you could see how annoyed Marcus Bignett was at the full time whistle um, he, he's playing the hand he's dealt at the moment you know he's got no wriggle room um, to bring in any players and then we have obviously that statement on Saturday which he comes up and says that the players are going full time starting today now I know that won't play a few players um, and it's going to be interesting to see how the club get around that and how they move forward with that but things are going to change and they've got to change soon otherwise it's not just a case of thinking just oh get relegated or whatever it's just there's something really really wrong here really wrong mm-hmm. um, and we were I mean I was I was part of the people saying in the summer what great business this transfer business was I, I said that I've, I've been on record I've said that but there's a number of players who simply aren't aren't performing anywhere near the standard they need to be in. There's not enough characters, leaders and winners in that team. And, you know, they probably don't, don't like me saying it. And I'm sure I've been, many of them don't care. I mean, like I said this in the piece, I mean, who, who am I to them? You know, I've not played professional football, you know. I, I'm just merely passing comments on, on, other, on what other people do. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure they'd say, well, what, would you want if I came into your office and passed comment on what you do? But it, it is what it is. This is the football industry and people paying harder money to... Um, to watch that team, and it was it was utter dross on Saturday. And like I said, it it it's this this isn't just a football club. This is a football club. It's the fan zone, and the fans fought tooth and nail to get back from the dead. They they they've done. They did the fans. Fans did all that, and they brought it back to where we are now. And to almost have kind of contempt from that performance on Saturday. Um, and I've said it. No player goes up there, and I truly believe that no player goes up there just to think, well, I'm going to turn this into there. Can't be bothered. But if you haven't got the will and the desire to actually go out there and to make up that extra yard, I mean, Kidderminster were better all over the pitch, but they shouldn't have been. You know, they're still a National League North side, um, but we just—it it was just utterly, utterly abysmal and embarrassing, to be honest. And, and you could sense that from the fans at the end. For me, of course, you've always got to take one game on its each merit. You could go on Saturday, beat Bournemouth five 0 everything feels a bit rosy again. But looking in from it. You've had one winning, what, in a year more or less at home, or getting close to that. You see the reaction that was towards John McCarthy, and now you've seen the reaction towards the players on Saturday. Is this, you've got to be careful here, because you don't want to lose fans, do you? And at the moment, the attendances are down, aren't they? It just feels like there's a bit of a connection gone. I know when I was in your shoes, and the clubs rise back up the league, the connection was so strong. That comes with winning football games. You know, you can connect to any players who win football games for you. But do you think we're at quite a delicate time? I know it's all about Saturday at the moment and what's happened there, but do you think we're at a delicate time for the club in terms of, you know, we don't want to go even further that way? Absolutely. I mean, we're going to need people through the gate given the fact that we're not going to have any FA Cup money to fall back on. I mean, Sam, Sam, Sam Hughes' money was spent in the summer on the play on players we brought in it simply aren't performing so you know we had a smaller budget last year and you look around at some of the players who we released over the summer and oh how we've wished to, to get a couple of those back mm-hmm. um, you know like I said I mean, it's a case at the moment of the players have been shielded from blame for so long um, that it's almost become alien to them and they've, you know, they've not had to deal so much with that and it's always been the faults earlier on the season it was very much everyone thought it was, you know everyone put that at the door at John McCarthy um, but the, we knew it was going to come a point where the, once John McCarthy went the players were going to have to say right it's up to you now to show that you are good enough you know and it was a case of 
I don't know, tactics weren't right or, or whatever, but aside from that Maidenhead game, and, and they, they battled valiantly at uh, Tramley, and we've had the Woking game, which was awful, and the uh, the Kidderminster game at the weekend, which was which was abysmal. So, yeah, something's got to change, and if players don't, some players don't change their attitudes, then then we're going to really really struggle here. But there's no no there's no room for Mark, Marcus Bignett to make make any moves. You know, we brought in Afrandi Zanzala on, on on Friday um, on loan, but you know it's what we're going to need need a change, and, and that change isn't going to come because we've not got real any real money. So we're going to have to have you know some players are really going to look at themselves and just think, what do I want from this? You know. It's got to be some professional pride at stake here. I thought it was pretty interesting. What well, the whole press conference from Mark Spignis on Saturday was pretty interesting, pretty strong, wasn't it? I don't think he would have come out on a on a whim and talked about the full time basis. I think he must have been thinking about it previously. You wonder if it's almost he's had a look at the players for a month or so now, and if they can't, you know, agree to this extra day's training, it might be a way of moving people on because he's clearly not got the money to at the moment, has he? You know, it's the only way it's going to go. And I just wonder if he's been a bit clever here. I'm sure he wouldn't want to be clever and speaking like that after a defeat, but just wonder if this could be a way he could get his own players in. Maybe so. Um, it was quite interesting what he said because I didn't see that coming yeah. prior, prior to it, but the way he said it and, and from some discussion we had after the game, it seemed like there was, you know, it, it wasn't something which was an off the cuff remark just said out of anger at the fact of his team had just been dumped out of the cup you know it seemed like there was definitely something behind it you know and we've managers previously have tried to get up to this model Steve Burr was very keen to, to get to a full time model but um, there's, there's players at this football club who are on 52 week contracts who have paid very well but also you have to factor in that some of these players sign for the club based on three days a week training um, and they also have travel as well, so it's going to be um, not. It's not going to appeal to everyone. It's not going to be be something which which every every player is going to want to subscribe to. Um, so it's going to be. I'd imagine there's going to be some interesting conversations taking place over the next couple of days as to as to who gets on board with this um, and who just simply can't or, or won't. Um, and like I say, Marcus Bignett said afterwards, he said those who can't commit will. It is, it is going to be what it is. Um, how the reality of that is, is there's still players who have contracts, and that's going to be dealt with. But you certainly get the impression that it's maybe one way that Marcus Bignett might be able to to get in the type of players that he wants that can commit to that model. I mean, Marcus Bignett's got previous for, for bringing in players from further on down the pyramid for smaller smaller fees and, and, and rising to something something bigger, but. Um, We'll just have to see how that pans out. I mean, it's it's very early days. I mean, we've tried to make some contact with the club this morning, but not much joy as, as as we stand. But I'd imagine it's a very very busy time at the moment trying to fathom out how the club moves forward from here. It fe- feels like Saturday was a real was the rock bottom, and then things need to start being addressed now rather than just kind of wheeling out cliches about you know we'll improve and we hope the results improve and the players not. It's not a case of it clicking now. There's, there's nothing to click, you know. It's there's just a case of some players just aren't good enough, and, and the group we have together, um, as as a group, it's it's just not working. Um, as individuals, I'm sure they're all absolutely fantastic, but as a group, it's, this, the group that's been assembled just isn't isn't working. That's great, Dave. Thank you very much for joining us for our special True Blue podcast. I'm Paul Wheelock, Sports Reporter at the Chronicle, and obviously been listening to Dave Powell, our Blues reporter. 
Uh, we'll be back later in the week where hopefully we're being a bit more positive and seeing what's happened with uh, Marcus Bissonnette's decision to, to go full-time and we'll be previewing the Bourne Wood game and everything that happens in between then. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.